C'è qualcuno là fuori? C'è qualcuno là fuori? Benvenuti al Christian Podcast. There he is. How are you, Todd? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Awesome. You have to, uh, Beto? Yes, Beto. Beto, 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 B. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I will. Uh, Beto. It's, it's good to meet you. All right. Good to meet you, too. Uh, this is fun. Are you in the same time zone as me? I think you're in the West Coast. I, I'm on the West Coast, yeah, so I'm not sure exactly where you're at. So are you in Central Time or where where are you? No, I'm in Pacific Time. I'm in Costa oh, okay. Mesa, California, so Southern okay. California. It's my first ever live episode, so we're live, man. So oh, okay. all mistakes and all are here, are happening right, in, uh, right on time. But I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. And I have the book right here in my hands. It's so good. I love that it's, it's almost like nice and short and small. And I was almost going to say, man, I feel like I can almost just roll it up and smoke it in. Uh, <laughs> you know, we... we <laughs> There was some talk about making the cover out of hemp. So wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so why did that? Why did that not happen? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it was a cost thing. I, that, you know, once I send a word file off to the publisher, it's it's kind of out of my hands at, at that point. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, Todd, I just want to say, uh, well, first of all, thank you for writing this. Thank you for being on the show. This is Christian Podcast. My name is Beto Gudino. And I want to let our audience know a little bit of who you are, and I have it right here. It says, Todd Miles is professor of theology at Western Seminary in Portland, Oregon, where he teaches theology, church history, hermeneutics, and ethics. Now, this is so interesting. Prior to becoming a seminary professor, he was a nuclear engineer at Pacific Northwest Laboratory. Nuclear engineer. I mean, what? Th that's amazing, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. And um, one more thing. Married with six children. Todd is a fan of all things Oregon State and enjoys running and reading, though rarely at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully not. So. <laughs> uh, so good. Todd, um, I mean, these are, these are some credentials right here. Nuclear engineer. How did you go from nuclear engineer to professor of theology? Well, you know, I, I would love to say that I had a dream or a vision or something like that, uh, some road to uh, Antioch experience, but, but, but that just wasn't the uh, case. I, I, was, I, I, I just found that, the, that what I was doing at the end of my workday, you know, the, the ministry stuff, uh, was more interesting and more fun and more fulfilling Uh, than what I was doing as an engineer. I, I don't hate engineering, uh, but I, I love what I'm doing right now, uh, for sure. So Cool. So would you mind telling us a little bit of what are you doing right now? I mean, we read a little bit of that, but from your own words. Yeah. So, well, I, I teach at Western Seminary. Uh, I'm an elder at, at my church. Uh, I'm going to start my 19th year of teaching, uh, which is strange because I still feel like the young guy. Um, 
I have three kids at home, three are out, one's married, two grandchildren, uh, which is really just kind of the, the icing on the cake and, and the fun part. Um, I, this is like my week off, my week in between. I just submitted summer term grades Friday and uh, next week we start with orientation for, for that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in between right now. Wow, that's so good. And um, well, my kids are going back to school today. So I just came from dropping them off in school. They're all in uh, elementary grades. So it's the first yeah. time ever that all my three kids are going to be in the same school at the same time, only for one year. So that's pretty fun to, you know, just taking all the three there. But I mean, this oh, is, yeah. we're going to have a great conversation. And I want to ask you about um, why, I mean, this is cannabis and the Christian um, of course, I think, you know, this is, this is a subject that relates to anyone in the world, but why, I mean, is this a book that's not going to be for somebody that's not Christian? Is that your specific focus to say, yeah. I want to talk to Christian people? Well, it's, it certainly is aimed at Christians. Um, now a, a lot of what I have to say would apply to, uh, to non-Christians, uh, in terms of risks and, uh, and, and health benefits for, for certain components of the, uh, of the cannabis plant. Uh, so, so all of that applies. And, and I think, you know, that, that, that even if a person is not a, a believer or a follower of Christ, um, they, <laughs> they still stand before the same God who, who created them. And so in that sense, it applies. But what, what I'm mostly interested in is getting good information at the hands of, of, people who want to follow Jesus, um, uh, thinking about what the Bible has to say so, so that we can make good wisdom decisions. And I, 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 I'm under no illusion that people who don't understand themselves to be Christians, who are not followers of Jesus, are going to be all that interested in honoring Jesus with their behavior and with their thoughts and, and habits and such. Mm -hmm. Wow, so good. And, you know, before we, I mean, when we talk about marijuana, there's I have like a list of 30 questions I would okay. almost like, you know, like to ask. But I'm going to try to focus on, I, I mean, personally, I feel like I've, I've never been, my only experience with marijuana has been people who have used it and then committed a crime against me, in a sense. Uh, so yeah. uh, I have a little bit of a, like a negative view mm -hmm. of it. Um, but I know there's a whole, you know, a whole topic about, you know, there's medical marijuana, there's CBD, and I think your your book is really helpful in in kind of like differentiating uh, what it is, what it is not, the risk and stuff. So first of all, uh, I would like to say what or I would like to ask this question: um, Why talk about marijuana? Like, I, I mean, you said in the book, like the churches. It's catching up to culture. Can you elaborate a little bit on what that means? Yeah. So here in the state of Oregon, uh, we, we legalized medical marijuana some time ago. Recreational marijuana uh, a little more recently, but still we're one of the first states. Um, uh, Portland, Oregon, where I live, right across the river from uh, the state of Washington. And, and Washington, Colorado, were the first two states to legalize recreational marijuana. And... Uh, I, and I, I write about this in the book, but th th this is how the whole thing started for me, is that the day after recreational marijuana was legalized in the state of Washington, 
one of the people in our congregation came to us, the, the, the leaders of the church, and asked, hey, now that it's legal, can, can I just go across the river and, and, and smoke some pot? Would, would that be okay? Um, and, and, and we realized that the typical answer that Christians had always leaned upon for why you should not smoke pot uh, was no longer available for all practical purposes. Uh, we could no, no longer say, no, you can't. It's against the law. Um, and and so we had to start thinking like Christians about it. And in order to do that, we had to plumb the Bible for what it has to say. Of course, marijuana is not in the Bible, uh, but the Bible has a lot to say about uh, intoxication. It has a lot to say about uh, discipleship and, and wisdom and, and, and honoring the Lord and uh, taking every thought captive in obedience to Christ and, and, and things of that nature. And so um, I, I, I put some thoughts together on it. Uh, and presented them at a pastor's conference here in the state of Oregon. And it, it was it was just supposed to be a breakout session. But by the time that, that I actually did the breakout session, it was basically a plenary session. It was just packed. Uh, and I realized then that, that, uh, that what our church had experienced was very common. We, the church just, the churches just didn't really know uh, how to think intentionally about uh, marijuana use, either recreationally or or medically, uh, there's a stigma attached to it. But but just saying no, you can't do it because that's not what Christians are supposed to do uh, would not be a sufficient answer. And and so from that point on, I, I ended up getting invited all over the place to to speak on it. And then um, uh, the, the the publishers at Broadman Home and thought this would be worth uh, a book on. And um, yeah, it, it, and so I think that the church has some some catching up to do uh, because it's it's definitely. It's it's either in your state now or it's coming to your state. It's it's just a matter of time. Yes, I think so. And even as you said in the book, what was smoked in the 1960s and 1970s is not what is being consumed today. And you no, know, you talk about the risks and is it addictive? But uh, that point about it's coming to your state, and I think it's coming to the world. Right? It's this is everywhere. So I think as Christians, sometimes the assumption is if it's, if it's legal, then it's okay, right? But now I think now there's the boundaries between what's legal and what's right are, are a little more confusing nowadays. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. this is where your book has been so helpful. And like I was saying, it's, it's kind of like a short read, but it's so helpful that it, mm -hmm. it really talks about what the Bible says and doesn't say about marijuana and what it means. But could you elaborate, first of all, like... Why are there so many names to marijuana? I mean, what's the difference between marijuana, CBD, pot, uh, cannabis? Like, yeah. why all these different names? Yeah, well, well so there's a, a, there's a couple different things uh, just to answer your question there. Um, uh, the, the Latin name for the plant, the scientific name for the, the plant is, is where our word cannabis comes from. The, uh, the, there's a lot of slang names for the, uh, for, for marijuana as well. Um, now, now CBD is a component of the cannabis plant, just like THC is. And, 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 and the cannabis plant is a highly complex plant, lots of different components, uh, some of which are psychoactive, uh, some, some of which are not, um, but, you know, the, 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 there's all sorts of slang names, you know, uh, you know, uh, pot, 
weed. Uh, and, uh, and then there are a number of, of, of delivery methods uh, as well for, for marijuana. And so, you know, uh, joint and blunt and, and, and so on would, would be uh, where, where those would fall in. Okay. And when it comes to marijuana and the Christian, I think there's a, I mean, there's this perception that, okay, it's not in the Bible, but the Bible talks about trees and talks about you no know, weeds or talks about <laughs> plants that come from the ground and God saying, yeah. hey, God said, this is good, right? Yeah. God's good creation. So could you, could you, you know, elaborate a little bit about what it means when, when, when the Bible says that something is good and can that be applied to something like marijuana? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so let me answer just uh, first uh, uh, something that was implied in what you said, uh, which I think would be helpful for some, is that, uh, yeah, the, uh, the word tree is certainly in the Bible and the word weed is in the Bible as well. Uh, but, but those don't reference the cannabis plant. Uh, the, those are modern day slang terms for the cannabis plant. Now, uh, So, so, so those don't apply any more than like references to pot in, in the Bible, because there's pots and pans in the Bible, but, but that's, it's not talking about, uh, about the marijuana plant. Um, and it, for most people that would be like, well, no, duh, I already knew that, but it's surprising the kind of questions that I get on this. Um, so, so then um, how are we supposed to think about, uh, uh, about uh, marijuana as a plant when the scriptures say that the plants are good? Well, I, I I would say that that plants are good, uh, that, that God created the cannabis plant and God is a good creator. And, and so the cannabis plant is a generous provision of a good God. Um, but like all of God's good gifts, they are to be used responsibly and they can be used irresponsibly or they can just be misused as well. You know, the, like 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 arsenic is is a good provision of a generous God. Uh, that doesn't mean that I should drink it, <laughs> right? Um, uh, things will go sideways very very quickly. And and so, but 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 I do think it's important that, that we start there. That, that the cannabis is is a creation of a good God. It's a it's a generous provision, and we need to figure out. Uh, what its uses are and how to use them responsibly. Um, and, and then at that point, you know, it's, it's the same thing we see in scripture, right? Good creation and then a fall. Well, cannabis, good creation, but then there's a fall, but it can also be misused. And, and, and that's, that's what I'm concerned about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll talk about a little bit about the risks of marijuana in a little bit, but this point of, Um, just marijuana. Well, one of, one of the things that you say in the book is that what would be, even if, if we legalize things, right. And we say, okay, what age is good for somebody to start, you know, exploring mm -hmm. marijuana. And you even say something like, uh, if the brain's still developing and you take it mm -hmm. and you're younger than 25 years old, your IQ will be reduced. And, <laughs> It, uh, it, it's more prone maybe to mental illness and violent mm. uh, behavior or it affects your personal ambition. So mm. what are, I mean, what are some of the risks that yeah. we are unaware of when it comes to marijuana, when it comes to the, yes. this good plant that could mm -hmm. have 
no bad outcomes. Yeah, no, and and I think that's really important if we're going to make wise decisions about its use. So it just it just makes sense that we would know what the benefits are and then what are the risks. And 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 you mentioned a few there. Uh, THC, which is the psychoactive component of 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 marijuana. It's, it's one of the psychoactive components of it, but, but that's the one that people are most interested in because that's the one that produces the high, that, 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 that sensation of euphoria and peace that, uh, that the people are, are after when they're looking to get high. Um, THC uh, interferes with brain development. And so if, you, if you're underage, while your brain is still developing, I would say it would be a very, very bad idea to begin experimenting and certainly to become a regular user of, of, of marijuana. Uh, THC demonstrably, I, I, mean, I mean, this is not up for debate, right? It's, it's like, you know, nine out of 10 dentists survey. No, this is like 10 out of 10 doctors. THC interferes with brain development. Now, that doesn't mean that if you like pass by someone who's smoking a a joint that, that, that you're going to get stupid all of a sudden. I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, that if you experiment with it, but, but if you are a regular user, then it will interfere with, with brain development. Now this is concerning uh, because uh, for, for men and women, our brains develop at different, at, at different rates. Uh, the, the female brain generally is, is fully developed at an earlier age than the male brain is. And of course, you know, women knew that already right <laughs> but uh, um, uh, so for for, for females uh, brain development is, is complete usually around age 21 or 22 somewhere in there uh, for men it's 25 to 27 and so uh, becoming a regular user uh, before the age of 25 to 27 uh, can have lasting outcomes See, th this is the problem is that if that interference with brain development you don't get it back you know, you, you don't get it back. Your, your brain is basically stunted uh, for life at, at this point. It, it's, it's not like you quit smoking and, and, and then your brain, you know, catches up or something. That's, that's just not how it works. Now, scientists haven't found that, that, if, that once your brain's fully developed, you, know, you can get, you know, wasted all, all you want, I suppose. And it's, the, the THC is not going to destroy your brain. Uh, you might not be at your mental best while high, but but you know you will sober up and 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 not be stupid. Um, uh, you, you mentioned the IQ. Uh, one one study that I saw um, uh, showed as much as an eight point drop in IQ, and 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 that's a lot because normal range uh, is between eighty and one hundred and twenty. So eight points is significant. Um, you uh, so. Uh, now you're you're not going to hear that uh, because the, the the marijuana lobby is is powerful and popular culture for whatever reason just just loves marijuana right now, uh, and so I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. One one big uh, part of the misinformation is this statement that that marijuana is not addictive. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just patently false. It is addictive. Now, it's not as addictive as a lot of other things like nicotine or, or even alcohol and, and, and certainly the, the uh, harder psychoactive drugs. It's, it's certainly not as, as addictive as, as opioids, but not as addictive doesn't mean not addictive. It, it is addictive. And uh, uh, adult regular users uh, will about one in 10 adult regular users will develop a clinical addiction to marijuana. A, a regular user would be someone who uses three to four times a week. If you're a teenage regular user, probably associated with this brain development, um, it's 
it's it's about 16 to 17% of teenage regular users will develop a clinical addiction where your, your brain is, is shaped, uh, your behavior is, uh, is such that you will risk harm to yourself and others in order to meet this, this need. And, and, and that's just not a good place to be. And of course, the Bible has a lot to say about addiction. Um, and then one other one that, that you mentioned too, uh, the links between marijuana use and psychosis and mental illness, uh, the, the evidence for that is just growing and growing and growing, um, uh, especially if you have a genetic predisposition toward mental illness. Uh, it, it, you should stay away from cannabis. Uh, it's, it's just not good. Um, it will uh, hasten the onset of mental illness to you if you have that genetic predisposition. And, and, and again, mental health experts know this. Uh, they know this. It's just hard to get the word out. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard to get the word out. And I think it's it's part of this, what you're saying is the, the lobbyist. And right now there's a big push. And like you're saying, the culture is loving marijuana, that it's being yeah. legalized. But to me, it's I mean, it's surprising that it is legalized for recreational use and still appears on the federal system as a, yeah. a schedule one drug. I mean, yes. that, that to me, I, I don't understand how is that happening, right? Like, how can you uh, have something that's that's called a drug, but you can yeah. at the same time legalize it for recreational use? And in your book, you say something that, uh, I mean, it's kind of interesting that you showed up at this store and you ask, hey, mm-hmm. is there any other purpose to, to buying marijuana other than getting high or something like mm-hmm. that. And yeah. and they look at you like, no, like, are you stupid? I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of yeah. like the point of recreational marijuana. But as mm-hmm. we go into this topic of, you know, legalized, not legalized and recreational marijuana, I mean, if there's no other thing than that for recreational marijuana other than getting high, but then you have all this... <laughs> Uh, people saying, hey, but there are good purposes for it, right? And there's medical mm-hmm. marijuana. Can you, you know, give us a little bit of light on, on the difference between uh, one and the other? Yeah, yeah. So uh, just to, to go back to that story, I, I, I walked into to one of the just many cannabis dispensaries here in, in Portland, Oregon, where I live. And, uh, you know, there's probably like a dozen within like 10 blocks. It feels like uh, that's not that big a exaggeration and uh, just in doing some research I, I went into people were very kind generous and explained a lot of just you know it, it, how, how everything works that they, they were really happy to to uh to help and and, and i asked them this is going to sound like a dumb question but but is there any reason to smoke pot recreationally other than to get high and and, and they and she just <laughs> laughed at me like no what a stupid question which, which brings us to the next part of, of, of what you had said there that uh, the, the, the people do smoke it for other reasons, uh, maybe to curb anxiety, to, to, to self-medicate for whatever purpose. Maybe it's their, their ADHD or, or whatever. Um, well, at, at that point, we're getting into more medical uses. Um, and so we're talking about medical marijuana. Now, is there a difference between recreational marijuana and medical marijuana? No, it's the exact same plant, right? You, you'll go to a cannabis dispensary and, and there will be five people in line. Four of them will will be there to to buy it recreationally. One will have a medical marijuana card. The clerks at this point in rec- in states where it's legalized, they don't care whether you have a medical card or not. It's it's not like oh you have a medical card, I'm going to go to the special section of the of the uh, of the dispensary where we have this the, the medical marijuana. It's it's all the same substance. 
it's all the same substance. Um, the, the the difference is it in it is is why you are using it. So so the differences are more subjective than than they are objective. Um, and there you know uh, th- th- there's a lot of information out there and with regard to medical marijuana, uh, a, a lot of it is not very helpful at all because you would think that. That, uh, that that medical marijuana will cure you of everything, um, and uh, as, as my son, who's who's just about done with med school, has said, if if something is a cure all, it probably cures nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, now that's not the case here with uh, with with the cannabis plant. That there are some medically demonstrated benefits of the of the various components, but um, but there is a lot of misinformation out there uh, about it. Wow. And so let's move a little bit into the topic of how does this relate to the Christian, right? I mean, we yeah. have mm-hmm. culture, it's accepting it. Like you said, it's coming probably yeah. in uh, no time. It's going to be in all 50 states and all around the world, right? Everybody's going to be mm-hmm. smoking pot because it's, it's like the new cigarette, right? Yeah. Uh, who cares about nicotine anymore <laughs> when you have <laughs> yeah. cannabis? Yeah. Um, but yeah. We, Unless you're addicted to nicotine, then I guess you'll be caring about nicotine <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. But what is, the, what is the Christian response? You shed a lot of light on your book. And I mean, like I said, again, it's, it's a small book, but it's, it's full of uh, scriptural content, too. Mm-hmm that speaks into uh should a christian ever no get get uh you you talk about intoxication and how that relates to marijuana so can you uh give us a little bit of light on how does the christian relate to or how does the bible what does the bible say about you know how a christian should respond yeah yeah i I, i'd be happy to so uh just first off my conviction is that is that the bible is sufficient uh, th- that is, we have all the divine words that we need to live faithfully before God. Doesn't mean we have all the divine words may- we might want, but we have all the divine words that we need to live faithfully. So, so, so what that means is that God has given us all the divine words that we need in order to think rightly of, about marijuana. Um, part of thinking rightly about marijuana would be that 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 core conviction that that the cannabis plant is created by a good and generous God. Um, it's you know it wasn't created by Satan, even though you know what is it called? Like devil's lettuce is is another slang name for for marijuana. It, it, the 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 devil doesn't create things; he just perverts and distorts good things. Um, and uh, but uh, just just like with alcohol, uh, which is a good and generous gift of God, it can be misused. And the Bible has a lot to say about intoxication. Um, now, now alcohol and, and marijuana are different. Uh, the, the marijuana high is different than, than being drunk. Um, but helpfully for us, the Bible describes why uh, drunkenness is forbidden by God. Um, if, if you look at all the prohibitions on drunkenness, you, you, it, I, I categorize them in three, three ways. The, the three of the reasons is uh, it, it, it diminishes cognitive ability, it diminishes physical abilities, capacities, and it diminishes moral judgment. And, and for that reason, God says, do not get drunk. Um, well, the marijuana high demonstrably does all three of those things. It, it diminishes uh, mental uh, capacity, it diminishes moral judgment, and it diminishes um, uh, physical capacity as well. And so for that reason, I think we can 
apply the prohibition on drunkenness on or to uh, whether or not it's 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 okay to to get high. And I, and I think I would say no, that the Bible does forbid that. Then that raises the question, okay, so alcohol can be used in moderation. Can marijuana be used in moderation? And, and, and even though I'm skeptical, even though I'm skeptical, I, I, I don't want to make a, a prohibition that the Bible doesn't make. I'm, I'm comfortable saying it would be a sin to get wasted. It, it would be a sin to get high. Um, I'm, I'm not as comfortable saying uh, so, so don't use marijuana in moderation. Uh, there's a lot of people who tell me, "Hey, I, I self-medicate with this, or I get just a, I use just a little bit." Well, at, at that point, then we need to start thinking about other questions about discipleship. Um, you know, because we have a lot that we battle as Christians. We, we battle the world, we battle the flesh, we battle the devil, and um, and that's that's enough <laughs> uh, for me. I. I I don't need to add to the trauma. I don't need to add to the enemies. I, I, I don't need to be doing things that diminish my capacity to, uh, to, to battle uh, these things, to, to grow in sanctification. And so I, I, I offer a, a series of, of wisdom questions, you know, uh, that, that, that can be applied, I, I think, to, to anything, uh, to, to any gray area. Uh, but, but they're questions like, will marijuana use um, uh, enable or impede my ability to take every thought captive in obedience to Christ? Uh, will this enhance or will it diminish my, my worship? Will this enhance or will it diminish my discipleship? Can I practice this? Can I smoke pot to the glory of God uh, or with, <laughs> with, 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 with gratefulness to God? Uh, I think these are the quest, kinds of questions that, that Christians need to be asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are so good. You said in the book, the Christian life is to be lived intentionally, with no divided loyalties and no double-mindedness. It mm. takes the totality of who we are, body, mind, and heart, to follow Jesus in a way that honors Him. And, I mean, as, as you were talking about, you know, can, can we use it in moderation? Real quick, would you explain a little bit of the, I know you, you said it's almost like a balance of um, THC and CBD, mm. Is okay. CBD okay to consume? Does it offer okay. any benefits to people yeah. than THC yeah. without the THC component? Yeah, good. So I, I think that that's important because because there are a lot of people who um, some, some doctors are are recommending. Certainly, a lot of family, friends, uh, popular culture is is recommending uh, medical marijuana. Um, the, as I said, highly complex plant with many components. Two, two of the components that we see the most, THC is the intoxicating uh, one, and then CBD. Uh, now, technically, they're both psychoactive, but, but technically caffeine is psychoactive. Uh, we, we normally don't say that CBD is psychoactive because it's not intoxicating. So, so you can use CBD and, and you're not going to get high. Uh, it will not intoxicate you. So, so all those prohibitions or uh, are, are the reasons for the prohibition against drunkenness. Is CBD going to diminish my physical abilities? Is CBD going to diminish my moral judgment? Is CBD going to diminish my uh, my, 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 my mental abilities? And, and I think the answer there is no. And so the, the main qualms I have against THC, uh, I, they don't apply to CBD. And so I know a lot of people who use CBD uh, for like arthritis or 
you know, uh, other kinds of joint pain. Um, uh, some it like takes it, 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 it reduces anxiety a little bit, I suppose. I mean, it, now, now CBD is purported to benefit all sorts of, of things. Uh, it, you know, it's like I said, it's, I, heavens, I've seen things where people say CBD cures cancer, it cures Parkinson's, it cures glaucoma, it, clear, it, it cures IBS, it cures Crohn's disease. And of course, none of that has been proven at all. Um, but, but it does, but, but, but CBD does uh, have some certain clinical medical benefits for, uh, for reduction of seizures. There's a, seizures that there's a very helpful drug that has been used uh, to, to stop a very severe form of childhood epilepsy that comes from CBD. And so, Hey, praise God for, for that. I'm, I'm grateful for that. THC, the, the, the psychoactive, the, the more psychoactive component of, of the cannabis plant uh, has been shown to uh, diminish nausea, to, to reduce nausea, uh, to, to increase appetite. And so uh, some people use THC drugs uh, uh, to fight the side effects of chemotherapy. And, and, so, and, and I would say praise God for that, because um, most of the uh, drugs that fight the side effects of, of chemotherapy, like, like nausea and lack of appetite, are, are going to be very, very, very psychoactive anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have um, uh, a chapter, I think, uh, where you talk about suffering, and you actually mm. uh, use your wife's story a little bit in that. And, and I mean, this, when you go to that part, it's so interesting that you compare this this time when Jesus is on the cross, oh yeah, and he suffered like a primitive narcotic. Can you mm -hmm. can you tell us? I mean, this opportunity for Jesus to maybe take a narcotic and he rejects it, like, yeah, yeah. And so uh, it, it's interesting to me now uh, that that when Jesus is on the cross, that, that there's these ladies who offer to him this um, this wine uh, that's mixed with myrrh. Which, which appears to have been, uh, I think this is the, the common scholarship now, appears to have been a, a, a kind of narcotic that would, that, that would take the edge off the suffering. It was a, it was a mercy ministry of this, uh, of, of, of this group of, of ladies, uh, apparently. Um, and, and, and yet they offer it to Jesus and he refuses it. Um, now, I'm not saying that we should refuse all mind-altering drugs to eliminate suffering. I mean, heavens, if, if I were going in for surgery and I'm given the option of anesthesia or none, uh, of course, I, I won't even be given that option. I, I, have, there, I have no moral issue with, with taking uh, narcotics for, uh, for, for, for medical purposes. Uh, but what I do want to do is, is, is I want to encourage Christians to take them responsibly. Um, and, and then just as a data point, as a data point, isn't it interesting that when Jesus goes to the cross, he refuses even this very primitive uh, uh, kind of narcotic. Um, and, and now I'm not saying that 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 means that no one should ever take one. Uh, what I'm saying is, isn't it interesting that he did? It, it has to be a data point for us to consider. Now, and, and I don't know why. Uh, maybe he wanted to be totally clear-minded as he, as he suffered and died for the sins of the world. Uh, maybe that's why. Mm -hmm. um, but, but certainly Christians should at least be interested in, in that fact mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that Jesus did refuse that. Yeah, it's so interesting. And uh, well, I had an experience too when my boy, my oldest one, was um, 
maybe like in first or second grade in elementary school. He was on the monkey bars and he missed one. He fell and he broke <laughs> his wrist, right? So we took him to the hospital and then there was yeah. the, pretty much the doctor said, okay, there's two ways we can do this. One is we snap the wrist back into place with no narcotics, nothing. We'll just do it. It's going to be painful. Uh, yeah. You're going to cry just seeing your son go through this, right? Or we can give yeah. him no this drug and he won't even feel a thing. And then we'll pop it in place and then he'll wake up later. But you got to yeah. sign this waiver because, mm. I mean, sometimes yeah. it can go <laughs> it can go awry, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're filling this up. And as I see my boy there, like experiencing, I don't know, he it was like he was in limbo, the eyes open, but he oh, couldn't. Yeah. I mean, that in itself was almost as painful as seeing him uh, go through the yeah. pain. You know, it was like, wow, is he going to wake up? I was getting a little <laughs> anxious. Yeah. The, you know, the nurse kept checking on him again and again. I'm like, hey, can, can we make this faster? Uh, I mean, that was a lot of anxiety for a dad, you know, to, to go through that. But this experience with Jesus, it, it's almost like, I mean, like you're saying, right? It's just something to consider the data. And maybe he wanted to experience the fullness of, of the suffering and the pain, right? Like this is what yeah. it feels. I don't know, but yeah. what an interesting perspective. What an interesting point of view. Um, So... When we talk about the psychotic effect of marijuana and and for Christians, sometimes like utilizing this, this connection of, hey, hey, this is going to help me commune with God because oh, yeah. it, I'm going to be my best self or my higher self. And you were saying mm -hmm. something in the book that that has to do more with Eastern... Uh, maybe meditation or practices than even yeah. with Christianity. Can you tell us a little bit of like, because yeah. I think a lot of Christians are kind of confused with, no, this helps mm -hmm. me connect to the universe or the God or the universe, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah, and, and so uh, a, a lot of questions surround the use of, of psychoactive drugs uh, for spirituality. Um, there are a lot of proponents for that. There are even some Christian proponents for that. Uh my question for them is, how do you justify from the scriptures uh, the use of a psychoactive drug that diminishes mental abilities, diminishes moral judgment in order to commune with the God of the universe? And, and so I just make the statement that, that this has more in common uh, with maybe the, the, the 1960s uh, hippie culture or maybe even some form of, uh, of mysticism um, uh, where you're trying to achieve some sort of higher plane. Uh, the, the scriptures don't have a category for, for anything like that. There's, there's one verse that says that wine gladdens the heart, okay? Uh, but I, I think it's a big jump to say, okay, so here's my verse on wine gladdens the heart. Therefore, I'm going to use a cycle drug in order to have a better quiet time. Uh, you know, uh, so um, the, uh, the, the scriptures... On the other hand, do say that we are to think intentionally, take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. Uh, meditation is is prescribed. Uh, it's for for the Christian, but but biblical meditation is different uh, than some forms of Eastern meditation, where you know you, you're supposed to empty your mind and I don't know think about the sound of one hand clapping or, or or whatever. Right? That that's not biblical meditation. Uh, the uh, Hebrew word for 
meditation is uh, haga, and and it it means literally to to mutter over, to 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 kind of. Uh, Almost if you're reading something really complicated and it, you're having a hard time understanding it, so you read it out loud to yourself. That's that's more what biblical meditation is. Far from emptying your mind with or without drugs, uh, you are to fill your mind with the word of God and rehearse it. And uh, a really good illustration I heard from a uh, from a former teacher was it's it's uh, that that biblical meditation is like sucking on a lemon drop where you just work it around in your mouth as hard as you can because you want to get every single thing you can out of it. That's more what biblical meditation is. Uh, this this idea that, that in order to commune with God, uh, we, we need some sort of psychoactive drug to lead interference for us or, or, or to release us. Um, well, there's a term for that. It's called an entheogen, but they just are not in the Bible. Uh, you, you don't find that anywhere. Uh, and so I'm, I'm deeply concerned about those who feel like they have to uh, take a psychoactive drug in, in order to be right with God. Now, I've, I have, uh, I've seen testimonies of people who, who, who are in pain and suffering, um, and then they, you know, they start smoking pot and, and it helps their relationship with God. But but I would be really skeptical that it's the psychoactive component that has helped their relationship with God. Now, it, it, it could be that that the THC takes the edge off their pain and that allows them to to think better for a little while. I, I you know, I, I, I would understand how that could be the case. But 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 taking some sort of psychoactive drug in, in order to uh, commune with God is just not a biblical concept at all. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing some some light on this, and and you know, I personally have experience. You know, I, everybody has somebody that you know has smoked pot or you know has been into meditations or whatever, right? The the world is so mixed in, um, but I think this is so helpful because you know, one of my friends was even asking me, "Hey, what's the difference between you know like Christian meditation and just you know, meditating on the universe?" But I I think mm -hmm. you said it in a in a really powerful way that we're not really supposed to empty our minds, mm -hmm. but really take in the word and let it deal with us, right? And I think this this has a lot to do with uh, some of my favorite authors too. Um, Eugene Peterson, he talks yeah. about, he's got a book called uh, Eat the Word. Yes. Um, or Eat yeah, This book. book. Yeah, Eat This Book. And that's what yeah. it reminded me of. Oh, that is more like a, a Christian meditation, right? Mm -hmm. Let it purified you and changed your heart that's so good uh todd in in the future like let's say 20 years 10 years from now um as as you no know, more states start legalizing this uh what's your what do you think is going to happen you know and and how can we help people uh I mean, how can we help them right now? But if we get yeah. to that point where, hey, now it's all legal, now everybody's smoking pot, uh, what to do then? Uh, what yeah. would be something helpful? So, so, so I, I think a few things are going to happen. So let's talk about the positives first. Um, I think that as time goes by, we're going to discover more and more medical benefits to the different components of the cannabis plant. I, I suspect that's going to be the case. Um, and uh, drugs will be developed from them. And, and, I, and I think we, we can be grateful for such things. Uh, I also think that uh, pot 
marijuana cannabis is going to be legalized in more and more states. I suspect eventually it will be taken off of the uh, or the list of Schedule One drugs, so it will be legalized at at a federal level. Um, and, and eventually, it, recreational marijuana will be legal in all 50 states. Uh, I, I suspect that's coming. Um, what's going to happen then? Well, the same thing that happens in every state where it's legal. Use is going to go up. And underage use is going to go up. Uh, one of the justifications for legalizing it was if, if we legalize it, we can control it and we can keep it out of the hands of underage uh, people of minors. Um, well, that has just not happened. Uh, everywhere that marijuana is is legal, recreational marijuana is available, uh, the use by minors increases. And so I, I think that is going to happen. Um, and, uh, and so what, and, and, and that's going to affect uh, the church. Um, I, I occasionally, uh, pastors say, hey, we'd like to have you come and talk on some contemporary issue you know, we'd like you to talk on this or that, unless you have a better idea. And I, and I'll say, Hey, I, I'd be have to come, come and talk about marijuana. And, and, <laughs> and they, and some pastors have said, Oh, I just don't think that's an issue here. Wow. Um, well, uh, I, I think you have your head in the sand because it absolutely is an issue, either recreational or medical. Um, it, it would be good to get some biblical wisdom on this. And so um, I know it sounds like I'm plugging my book, but, 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 but this is why I wrote it. I want to get good information into the hands of pastors and parents and Christians so, so they can make wise decisions about, about marijuana use. Um, because it's, I don't think states are going to become more restrictive on it. Uh, it. I don't think we're going back to the days where it was illegal at both the federal and state level. And if that's the case, um, uh, then we, we better start educating ourselves. We, we better get our biblical ducks in a row so that we can give good godly counsel on it. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so good. So Todd, um, where can people find you? Where can they find your work? Is this one, do you have any more books or is this your first book? Uh, just interested <laughs> no, it's, to it's know. it's actually my third. Um, nice. Uh, it, it's, uh, my, my, my second book is the one I'm most, I'm most proud of though. So, so I'll, I'll give it a plug. It's called Superheroes Can't Save You, Epic Examples of Historic Heresies. It's, it's really a book about Jesus Christ um, where I use superheroes as, as, a, as a foil to, to speak about Bad ideas about the person of Christ. So it, it's really a Christology. Um, I, I wrote it to get good Christology into the hands of people who wouldn't ordinarily pick up a book on on Jesus Christ. Um, and 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 then I have a book called God of Many Understandings: A Christian Theology of Religions, where I just look at issues related to the exclusivity of Christ, um, inclusivism, pluralism, universalism, that sort of thing. That one's a little more academic. Um, I, I I teach at Western Seminary. I I. I I have a podcast called uh, Food Trucks in Babylon, which I nice. which I think is pretty good. Um, and so you can you can listen to to me and and and, and a colleague of mine, Ryan Lister, there. So. Love it, yeah! Thank you for for letting me know about that podcast. I'll check it out. And uh, you know, I have uh, ChristianPodcast.com, so I'll I'll put it up there too. I'll plug it in. Uh, Todd, this has been so helpful. Uh, just lastly, do you have? Did you say your website or where can people go? 
Uh, yeah, you, you know, I, I don't have a personal website, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all of my, my writing and videos are, are all over the web if you just Google me, but, but westernseminary.edu is, is, is where, uh, is our school's website. My email address is tmiles, tmiles at westernseminary.edu. Totally happy to, to, to interact with people over the, the, this issue. Awesome. Sure, or any other. Yeah. Well, Todd, this has been so helpful. Thank you so much for writing this book. Uh, guys, go check it out. Cannabis and the Christian, what the Bible says about marijuana uh, with Todd Miles. And we just had Todd right here. It's a great book. It has a bunch of insight. It talks about the Bible. It says what it says, what it doesn't say, the risks of marijuana, the difference between um, CBD, THC, like all these different components of, of what marijuana is and how we should have a Christian response Todd, thank you so much for being on the show this morning. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Oh, thanks so much. It was really fun. for listening to this episode of Christian Podcast. If you liked this episode, share it with friends and family. Make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review wherever you can. You can also visit christianpodcast.com to learn more about our show. Hasta la vista.